Hello, everybody. It is Saturday, September 10th, 2022, and here we are, episode number 275 of the Or Nerdinary podcast, polynerdic.com's weekly nerd-centric life and culture podcast for adults. As always, I happen to be your ordinary nerdy host, Shad, and uh, I know I say this at the beginning of a lot of episodes, not sure how long this week's episode's going to be. Might be a short one. Uh, I will freely admit that I have not had the emotional energy to invest in a lot of things. Uh, I feel fine. Like, um, I won't say that I'm like over the moon ecstatic happy, but I'm also not sad. Uh, but I am dealing with just a general sense of bleh um, about everything that's going on. You know, it, it's it's been just you know, week after week after week after week after week for several years now of, of really stressful, really difficult stuff. Um, you know, this move to this apartment definitely uh, deflated my sales quite a bit. And, uh, you know, life's a struggle. As much as it's a journey and it's a good time and, and, it, and it's worth living, uh, it's a fucking struggle sometimes. And I'm feeling it this week. Like, I, uh, I streamed on Tuesday... Uh, I, I keep trying to get back to streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, but Monday this week I had my kids because it was Labor Day here in the States, and I found out on Sunday, shortly before we were going to take them home, that I was going to get to keep them an extra day. Uh, so that was that was excellent. Uh, spent time with them. Uh, Chelsea came and visited us. We didn't get to play uh, the the quote-unquote family D&D game that we've been playing for, for two years, and then we're at the end of. Um, it's been over a month since we played that game, and I'm, I'm kind of sad about that. Um, I know the kids are, too. We've been biding our time with a side game where they made some level 14 characters, and we've run a couple one-shots, um, namely out of the Radiant Citadel book, a book that Wizards of the Coast definitely dropped the ball on by not continuing to push it. Like, I know it got delayed a little bit, and that put its release closer to Spelljammer, but, like, the quality of the two books are so disparate that it, it's insane that Spelljammer is the one that got the big media push. Um, we've ran two of the 14 adventures that are in it um, as one-shots. We did the level 14 one and the level 1 one uh, because the kids um, didn't want, like, a really difficult combat-heavy um, campaign for our, for our quick and easy... Uh, Labor Day weekend game, so we just we just went back that back and did the level one one, which was mostly social encounters, uh, and then a, like a skill check event thing. The, the pepper challenge in that for that opening uh, adventure was great stuff, and then the little uh, fey flying uh, bat monkey things were uh, the windlings, I think they're called, um, little blue guys that like persimmons. Uh, th- those those were adorable. Um, kids had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun running it. Um, and that was basically our weekend. Um, and then during the week, you know, I played my morning Animal Crossing and had my coffee and streamed Midnight Fight Express on Tuesday, like I said, or like I started to say, um, got really frustrated with that game. Like that game, the first like three to four hours is really good. And then it just gets absurd. Um, I'm at a point now where I don't know if I'll finish it. Like, I was dead set on finishing it this weekend. Uh, but the boss fight I'm on, I really don't like. And, uh... 
there were some frustrating levels. If you if you watch Tuesday stream, you see, there were some points where like it's a good thing I was in a good mood, or I wouldn't have made it as far as I did, because there there was a car level, a motorcycle level, uh, that sucked. Like it it really really sucked. Um, something about dodging vehicles while engaging in combat or engaging in combat with a vehicle while trying not to get killed by it um, on foot uh, really brings the quality of the game down. Like, it's just a really fun beat-em-up until they throw those things at you. Um, the boss I'm at that ended the stream was a... Uh, they're in, like, a combine in the middle of a city. Like a, a thresher combine thing that, that you know, the things that that get the wheat, that how they harvest the wheat. Big bladed spinny thing at the front of it. Um, I know those are technical terms, uh, bladed spinny thing. Um, and, like, being forced to run from it while also trying to fight foot soldiers to get their weapons to use at the at the boss thing... It's just not fun. And then the fact that it, it only gives you like three or four rounds of uh, fighting the, the minions to, to kill it before it becomes just an unstoppable thing that runs you down is really lame. Uh, especially since the way that the the it's always moving forward and it's very easy to lose the weapon on those three rounds that you have, three or four rounds that you have. Uh, against the the foot soldiers, uh, there were so many times where I disarmed somebody, and then before I could pick up the gun, the gun was destroyed by the thresher, and it's like, okay, now now I'm fucked. Um, yeah, it's it's just not fun boss design. I was also tired it being at the end of the workday, so maybe like today or tomorrow if I play it, I'll I'll um I'll do better. Uh, this morning's stream, after I post this, is going to be a cozy Saturday stream, though. We're going to do Animal Crossing, and then we're going to play that Dreamlight Valley game that Disney put out that's like a Stardew Valley slash Animal Crossing sort of game. I've put a couple hours into it a couple nights this week, you know, just sitting on the couch, because I re-ran the wiring of the living room so I could sit on my couch and play on the bigger TV um, in a more comfortable chair than my desk chair. I've done that a couple times this week, and it's it's been fun. Um, so I want to do, like, a couple hours with it on stream as well, like a live play test. So that'll be going on today. Um, I did get caught up on Lord of the Rings, uh, the Rings of Power on Amazon. Uh, I really like that show. Um, you know, once you take the complaints that have a problem with people of color... And you throw those away, and the people that have those opinions as well. You just get them out of your life. Um, it's a good Lord of the Rings show. Like, yeah, it's not 100% canon, because Amazon only has the rights to a small chunk of the Lord of the Rings. Uh, so they, they're changing some things and, 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 and whatnot. Uh, but it's still a damn good Lord of the Rings show. Um, I like what they've done thus far. I need to go back and rewatch uh, the third episode a little more intently because uh, I was semi-distracted. Oh. Uh, but uh, I, I have enjoyed the show thoroughly. 
up to this point, three episodes in. I really hate Amazon's uh, once a week release schedule. Um, I know Netflix kind of conditioned us to to binge watch things, and Netflix's own theory is is that binge binge watching ruins um, the longevity of a show because like we forgot about it by the next time the, a new season comes out. Um, and I don't, I can't say that that's true for me, uh, because like, <clears throat> if I like a show, I like a show and I'm going to think about that show and, and pine for that show to, to get a new season the entire time that it's not getting a new season. Like the gaps between Witcher seasons kill me. Um, the gaps between Stranger Things seasons drive me insane or nuts or, 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 or bonkers. Um, try not to use Abel's language, and I just used, like, two or three in a row. Um, like, it really bothers me uh, that that the delay is so long. Um, but that also really bothers me when it's weekly. Um, I hate that Lord of the Rings, just like The Boys and, and other Amazon shows that I really enjoy, only comes out on Fridays or whatever day of the week it is. Boys and... and and ring the Lord, the Lord of the Rings show um, drop on Fridays. Uh, I hate that so much. It's just like uh, with Critical Role. Uh, Critical Role this week. I'm not going to spoil the episode for those of you that are listening to this that might be critters and haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, this week's episode of Crit- this week's episode of Campaign Three was fucking emotionally devastating. <laughs> um, bad shit went down. And for it to end on Thursday night, Friday morning for me, um, and then be like, see you next week. You'll find out more next week. I fucking hate it. Um, I know that's in part because I started watching Critical Role well into Campaign 2. Um, so that means I had all of Campaign 1 and like a third, maybe more, of Campaign 2 lined up for me so I could just watch episode, 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 binge it, you know? Um, and, and then I could watch, like, an hour here, two hours here, three hours here, uh, one hour here, and then I would just go through the entire campaign uh, that way. Uh, I would listen to campaign one while I was working. Um, we would watch campaign two together at night, Chelsea and I. Um and that became our habit for for a good chunk of the of the of the uh, early pandemic was we get off work, we get dinner, we sit down and we watch Critical Role. Okay, we didn't finish that episode. We'll pick it up tomorrow. Tomorrow we finish that episode. We start the next episode, and it was just every night that was our routine. And um, that kind of conditioned me to not have the delay <laughs> in Critical Role. So now when we have like this this Campaign 3 thing where the last weekend or the, the last Thursday of every month they don't they don't put a game up or if they do put a game up it's it's a side game. It's the one shot. It's not not the the standard thing. Or um like I was saying, just a weekly delay. It 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 bothers the crap out of me. And, uh, so it's very much the same sort of vein where, like, I watched two episodes of, um, 
Lord of, Lords of the Ring this weekend, or last weekend, and then um, had to wait till Friday to watch the new episode, and I have to wait another week, and I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Just give me all the stuff. Um, I really just want to watch what I want to watch when I want to watch it. Because like, I've, I've gotten so used to not being able to watch things in their entirety in one sitting. Like like I said, with Critical Role, it's rare that I watch the four-hour episode in one go. I'll listen to them while I work. That's you know I get about two episodes of Critical Role in during a work shift if I'm listening to the podcast. Um, so, like, that's different than... than um, trying to watch things I also struggle with that we've talked about it a lot uh, even before I was diagnosed with ADHD uh, but definitely now that I'm aware of it like I have a, the hardest time just sitting and watching a thing uh, like I said I gotta watch about 30 minutes of, of this week's episode of the Lord of the Rings over again because I, I felt like I wasn't fully gleaning what was happening um, uh, my, my attention um, I don't want to say my attention span, but my focus certainly is uh, is not great. Um, other than that, this week um, I did work on some D and D stuff. Uh, I, I read up on uh, s- some stuff that I want to do uh, in future campaigns. Um, I started tinkering again. With the homebrew world, um, which I think will be a great way to to a incorporate third party resources better. Um, you know, it'll be easier to tuck something from Cobalt Press or even adapt some Pathfinder stuff into a world that isn't the isn't Toral. Um, as much as I love the Forgotten Realms, as much as uh, as I've said before, Forgotten Realms is my Lord of the Rings. Um, I didn't start playing D&D until 2020, but um, I've read the Forgotten Realms novels my entire life. Um, ever since middle school, uh, I became aware of the R.A. Salvatore books. And uh, so Forgotten Realms was my formulative formulative uh, fantasy indoctrination. Uh, Lord of the Rings didn't, you know, those movies didn't come out till the till the late '90s, so I was basically an adult. In fact, when did they come out? Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring came out in 2001, uh, 21 years ago. Wow, wow. Um, I actually watched that this week. Um, Monday night after I finished the second episode of The Rings of Power, I was like, I still want more Lord of the Rings. Um. Wow, two thousand one. Um. I uh didn't really like super get into it until then. Until those movies, so like, Forgotten Realms is my is my fantasy homeworld of choice because like I got into those books and read all of the ones that existed. Uh, by the time I was done with high school. And then after that, then it was like, oh, I need more fantasy. Where's more fantasy? 
And then I found out about The Wheel of Time, and I spent years in the early 2000s reading The Wheel of Time books and enjoying the 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 Lord of the Rings movies. But, like, you know, I that, that was my fix. Like, you know, a, a lot of millennials, younger millennials, um, you know, I being one of the elder millennials, as they say, um, a lot of younger millennials loved Harry Potter, but like I, I was just old enough to not be interested in those books uh, when they came out, um, for whatever reason. Uh, it's not like I'm, I'm not saying I was too old to enjoy them, but I, I was just old enough at the time to be a pretentious teenager, being like, Ugh, "Those are for little kids um, or younger kids than I." Um, Man, I say um a lot. They, uh... I follow it with an uh. My, my whole point being is is that I I got my feet wet, as it were, with the R.A. Salvatore books. So they're like they're like my, my security blanket of fantasy stuff. So I love this entire time that we've been playing D&D that, that, that Forgotten Realms has kind of been the setting. Uh, the default setting, like they've put out some Magic the Gathering uh, related settings, and and they they put out an Eberron book, and you know they put out a couple uh, Exandria books from Critical Role, not counting the actual Tal'Dorei uh, campaign guide uh, that Critical Role themselves remastered and put out. Um, you know, there's the world of Galarian over there for Pathfinder. It's got fascinating stuff in it. I really like the way the Pathfinder books are written. Um, I'm still not 100% sold on the Pathfinder 2nd Edition mechanics um, as far as, like, the three-action economy and all that stuff goes. And I also, like... Th this is a good segue of, like... You know, there's been a lot of controversy with Wizards of the Coast the last couple weeks. And a number of D&D creators are, are switching to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And I seen a guy yesterday on TikTok describe it as both uh, crunchy and really customizable, but also more streamlined. And it's like, it can't be both, can it? Because like, when I play, I, I played a little bit of Pathfinder. Uh, the one campaign I did get to play solo um, for like six or seven sessions. Uh it uh, it was. I think it was. It might have been Pathfinder First Edition rules, but like I, I look at the Pathfinder character sheet and I think like there's a lot going on there that I I, I don't like. Um, it it kind of overwhelms me. I I I don't know. I'm not saying Pathfinder's bad. Like I said, I love their setting. Uh, I, I picked up some of the uh, the humble bundle um sale that went on earlier this month i think it's still going as a matter of fact um i allotted my uh, meager uh discretionary entertainment money to to pick up some pathfinder pdfs and i, I read through them all the time i'm like this is just a really well put together world from my perspective like um all that to say that there's a bunch of stuff and a bunch of different sources and a bunch of different locations that I feel are easier to adapt to a homebrew world than they are to like wedge in to the Forgotten Realms. And that's coming from me knowing 
am loving the Forgotten Realms, uh, Toral, Faerun, as a as a setting. Is that like sometimes my players have no idea; they're not invested in the world as much as I am. So if I decide to take the free city of Zobek from from Midgard, the Kobold Press setting, and drop it into the Forgotten Realm somewhere, they have no idea that I did that. To them, it's just a city. Um, but I know. And, and that's where it gets a little weird for me. Um, so that big rambling discussion was about how I started rebuilding a fantasy world. Like, I started writing a fantasy novel over 20 years ago, and it's gone through multiple iterations, and I probably haven't written anything in it in 10 years. Um, no, it's been less than that, because I was writing it again when Chelsea and I started dating. So it's probably been about five or six years since I um, wrote anything in that world. And I don't think I ever gave the world a proper name. It was that early in book one of, of what I was writing that I had not gotten around to building the larger world. Um, so I've been toying around with taking the ideas of that world cleaning them up a little bit, dusting them off, and uh, building a, a homebrew world around it. Um, but that in itself is a daunting task. Like, especially when you're somebody who, like, I need to paint that mini over there on my desk that I started forever ago. Uh, but I'm not going to, because I just don't have the, the spoons to do it. Um, so that's kind of where I've been uh, this week. I, uh, 21 minutes of me describing the turmoil that is uh, my brain uh, for for this week. It's, it's you know, uh, since this is kind of a, a secret public journal to steal Mike Berbiglia's uh, expression. I mean, because it is public, but I don't know how many people are hearing it. Uh, this week has been rough. Uh, I have been in my feels a lot this week. Um, those of you that have been following my journey know that, uh, you know, I went through a, 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 not, I won't say a terrible breakup, but an emotionally taxing breakup last year. It's been, uh, just over 13 months, almost 14 months. Um, I'm still really in love with the woman. Uh, she is my best friend and I go through cycles of, you know, of hope and despair and then hope and despair and hope and despair, um, largely around the us of it. Um, because I was still crazy in love with her. Like I was not the one who did the breaking up. Uh, I was the one that needed to be broken up with in order to force them to get help. Um, and I'm working really hard on, on improving my life and, and, and being the best me I can be, but also like, it's super lonely doing that. Like growth is a lonely thing. And you know, I, I told her a couple weeks ago via letter cause I, I wrote her a, a note cause we were having a conversation and I, I had more things to say than I could say in text, uh, via phone. So I wrote a, a nice little letter to her and, and, and gave it to her. And, and it was largely about how, like, you know, like I understand I was not the best me, towards the end of our relationship I was falling apart and you couldn't build a future with someone who was falling apart and now I'm rebuilding that and I know I'm not where like I'm not at end game shad yet but like I already know where I am now is a better me than I was 400 days ago um 
and I just try to get better every day. And I hope that eventually they see that and, and understand that I've, I'm doing the work. I continue to do the work. I continue to try to get better. Uh, but that I, uh, you know, apologize for who I was, how I wasn't taking care of myself and, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it, it felt good to say it. And, and she was very receptive of what I said and, 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 and thankful for it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, um, little things hurt. Like, like she was in the building, in my building yesterday and didn't stop and say hello. Um, she doesn't, uh, like, like I'll try to have a conversation with her and she doesn't always stop and talk. Um, you know, it's like a, a drive-by conversation. Uh, things like that hurt. Uh, when, when you, when you adore somebody immensely and, and, and they're not there reciprocating it, 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 it really hurts. And, and then on top of it all, like, I've become a hermit over the last two years. Like I, 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 I've cut out most of my friend group. Uh, I have very limited comment, com contact with those that are left, um, mostly through for digital sources. Um, I, uh, I looked at, there's a, there's a game store that runs games, um, of D and D right across the river. Uh, so, you know, it's like a 10 minute drive. Um, that I thought about going to, but then I looked at their pictures and nobody's wearing a mask in any of the pictures. And the place I think opened pretty close to when the pandemic, uh, was starting. So like, unless every single picture there is from pre pandemic, um, which I doubt it because I did see a couple people wearing masks in a few of the photos, but it was like, it was like one in 20 and I can't do that. I can't, My immune system is not perfect. I am not going to expose it to the germs of a bunch of my fellow gamers uh, who aren't wearing masks. I just, I just can't do it, and that, and, and that was heartbreaking because like I was already like socially anxious about doing it, and then to see that nobody was wearing a mask, I was like, well, no, I can't. But, like one in twenty people wearing masks in this close con confines, like shoulder to shoulder, no, can't do it. Um, not with my, I mean, I fucking wake up sneezing, coughing, and hacking uh, just from my own um, respiratory issues already. I can't, I can't. So that's where I've been at this week and why, like, there hasn't been a ton of, of, of energy to do things. Um, I did see some news I wanted to just kind of brush over real quick. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting an expansion called Phantom Liberty. I, from what I have gathered, it is next gen only, or I guess current gen only. Uh, last gen does not get it. Keanu Reeves is back in it.
Yeah, new update went live this week. 1.6 is the last major update for old gen consoles. Yeah, from what I understand, this is a, it doesn't say specifically in this article I'm looking at, but other stuff I read said that it was going to be next gen only. We're at that point now. We're two years in. Uh, even though like a bunch of people still can't get their hands on the PlayStation, um, the uh, like I still get emails. Hey, sign up now for your chance to get to buy one from us directly from Sony. Um, Let's see, news-wise, 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 so we can finish this up. Um, Call of Duty is going to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement ends. Um, the current agreement is believed to be three more games, so so six years out on, on it being on, on the PlayStation. So... The current agreement is believed to include this year's game and the next two years' games, uh, and then three years after that, if the Activision Blizzard Microsoft uh, acquisition can successfully completes. Um, there's a Marvel game starring Black Panther and Captain America coming out, um, with two other heroes stepping into the spotlight, according to this article. Um, interesting to see who does it say. Good Steve. <coughs> I understand this is Amy Hennig's game. Um, takes place in World War Two. Okay, the narrative-driven ensemble cast stars Captain America, Steve Rogers, Black Panther. Uh, Azuri, T'Challa's grandfather, U.S. soldier and member of the Howling Commandos, Gabriel Jones, and a leader of the fledgling Wakanda spy network, Nanali. All four characters will be playable at different parts in the story. Uh, apparently it will not be cooperative. Yep, it's Amy Hennig's game. Yep, yep, yep. Or at least... Uh, it. Yep, it's Skydance Media, started by Amy Hennig. Um, after she left uh, that Star Wars game. Gargoyles Remastered. The 1995 Sega Genesis side-scroller based on the beloved 90s animated series is getting the remaster treatment. That's interesting. I liked that show a lot growing up. It was right up there with uh, Batman the Animated Series. As um, some of my favorite after-school viewing, Marvel's Midnight Suns arrives in December. Uh, that game looks interesting. I am less interested in it as a as an XCOM though. I like I just want to see the story. I would like to play that more as a, a, an adventure style, like Arkham style game. Um, Disney's 
continuing to try to do the other brand thing. Uh, they, like I said, we're going to play later today the Dreamlight Valley game. Um, but we are going to see, uh, which is like a Stardew Valley Animal Crossing sort of game. And Disney is bringing out a track-based racing game uh, called Speedstorm. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, they have a 2D platformer called Illusion Island coming to the Switch next year. Battlefield is returning to a narrative campaign in the uh, upcoming, I guess, the next game they put out. Um, EA opens new studio called Ridgeline Games to develop narrative campaigns set in the Battlefield universe. Uh, that is one thing that Battlefield has not done well since Bad Company. Uh, I do not, do not, I do not know why they never finished that with a, a third game, make it a nice trilogy with an ending story. Uh, because if you played the Battlefield Bad Company games, they were really fun, really over the top, but also good uh, first-person shooter campaigns uh, with some lovable losers of, of you know the titular Bad Company. Um, you know, they had the great multiplayer aspect to it, but they also were really good single-player games. And it's a shame that, that they never went back and, and finished those. Um, uh, and, and, like, Battlefield 4's campaign sucked. Um, I didn't like the campaign in, in uh, Battlefield 5 uh, or V. Um, I didn't like the way it was broken up, uh, I think. The last Battlefield didn't have a campaign at all. It's been so long since I've, I've stayed up to date with that. I gotta... <clears throat> Hardline uh, was also terrible. Battlefield 3, also not a great story. Um, Battlefield 4's campaign was super buggy. Um, I remember that. I remember it being a problem. Um, like I had to restart a mission once because the after the fight, the 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 in world, I we opened the door and talked to you thing didn't didn't complete. Like they opened the door and stuck their head out, but they the conversation didn't start, so I couldn't progress. Uh, there was a time where I had to kill an NPC, uh, unnamed NPC, just to be able to to walk up a stairway because he was standing dead center and I couldn't pass through him, and couldn't progress the level. Um, it was a really wonky experience. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to Battlefield maybe being good again. Um, Lord knows 2042 was not great. Uh, switch over here to IGN, look at their news. Um, Inside Out 2 announced by Pixar yesterday. I liked Inside Out, it was a good, good movie. Um... finally get a teaser for the live action remake of the little mermaid which i felt like they announced like a decade ago it just feels like it's the new cycle is so fast that it feels like that was announced forever ago uh, there's a live action snow white remake getting made haunted mansion is getting made um again i'm pretty sure they already did that with eddie murphy but they're doing it again uh, we get peter pan and wendy for return to neverland is that animated or is that going to be Nope, live action. Yep, we got a live action Peter Pan movie. They're they're just going back and doing all their old movies live action. 
Disenchanted. Uh, I liked Enchanted a whole lot. Amy Adams was great in that movie. In fact, that's where I developed a crush on Amy Adams was that movie. Um, I know she'd been in stuff before that, but that was the one where I was like, I really like this lady. Uh, she was really good in it. I'm glad they made it a sequel. Forgive me, my fellow millennials. I do not have the love for Hocus Pocus uh, that many of you seem to have. Uh, it's a fine movie. Um, so I'm not exactly excited about Hocus Pocus 2, but we got a first official trailer for it. Paper Girls canceled at Amazon after just one season. Haven't even had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, there's a detective game set in the Tron universe called Tron Identity. Uh, that could be interesting, depending on how gameplay is designed. Yeah, everything's about Disney and Marvel. Uh, let see. Netflix pausing production of The Crown out of respect for Queen Elizabeth II. I'm not going to wade into the messy politics of that. Uh... I think a lot of people the world over have reasons to not be uh, mourning uh, the the British monarchy um, losing their figurehead. Uh, as an American, I um, I am not mourning her loss. I I think it's silly that there's a lot of Americans that are like weeping openly about the loss of the British Queen. Um, I didn't know her personally, obviously, but I know what I've read from the history books, and a lot of questionable stuff was done on her watch. Uh, symbolic figurehead or not, uh, the woman had power, and um, there's a lot of shady, questionable stuff that has gone on during her 70 year reign um, and I'll leave it at that um, Gizmo from Gremlins is in multiverse multiverses excuse me um Star Trek Day yesterday. Carol Kane coming to Star Trek is interesting. Like she's got that very small but pivotal role in The Princess Bride, so it's cool to see her in the Star Trek uniform. That was that was a nice nostalgic bit. Squid Game star will be male lead in Star Wars: The Acolyte. Lee Jong-jae arrives in a galaxy far, far away. Lee will star side, star side, um, um, Amand, ah, Amandla Stenberg, Stenberg, and the upcoming mystery thriller. Lee has appeared in several films and TV shows during his near 30-year career, but gained mainstream attention following his breakout success in 2021 Squid Game. God, that was just last year. Again, it feels like it was forever ago.
Okay, uh, new Sith in training. Um, oh, okay, Rue from the Hunger Games is the other lady and is the other lead. That's cool. No definite release window. We do know that it plans to bring back parts of the old Star Wars canon that was wiped when it acquired the franchise. So what are they bringing back? Star Wars The Acolyte, well, this is a different article, will turn parts of the old extended universe into canon again. The Acolyte will be set during the High Republic era, roughly 100 years prior to the events of The Phantom Menace. So they are adapting some of the the extended universe legends books. I like that. I like it. I hope they don't fuck it up. Disney's done good with the Star Wars shows. I haven't watched Obi Wan yet, but like the Star Wars shows have been really good in my opinion. Um, much better than the directionless uh, Disney trilogy. Um, like I know opinions are very mixed and very very intense about the quality of the Disney trilogy, but it um it's big big problem in my opinion was the fact it wasn't a unified vision. They didn't come into it and go, This is the story we're telling over three movies. It was here you get a movie and you get a movie and ooh that one uh completely and totally changed so much from what the original movie felt like it was gonna be that uh we give the first guy the movie back again. Um it should have been a, a, a unified. This is, a, you know, you if you're gonna, you know, you're making a trilogy. Write a trilogy. Don't write three separate fucking movies, and try to jam them together. Um, I still like Star Wars a whole lot. Um, I'm not one of these. You're ruining my childhood, guys. Um, so I'm excited for the acolyte. I still, like I said, I still need to watch Obi Wan. That's another one that does it weekly at Disney Prime. Uh, I, I, Disney Prime, Disney Plus, um, I just kind of want to watch everything, just let me have it, anyway, that's gonna be it, I'm gonna wrap up now, uh, cause we've gone 42 minutes, see, I had no idea how long I was gonna meander and talk and babble, um, I'm gonna get this posted and then, uh, get to streaming, so after you listen to this, make sure you come check out twitch.tv slash polynerdic, um, to see what cozy sort of nonsense I'm streaming, I've got my cozy game t-shirt on. Uh, it's the light blue one with the, the little cheery, fun characters on it. Um, so that's what we're going to do, do today. We're going we're gonna to play some cozy games. Um, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, Polynerdic across all for forms of social media. If you search Polynerdic and you see my beautiful bearded mug, you know you found the right place. Um, if not, check around. Poke around in there and see if it's me. Um, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, and coffee and uh, Twitch. Um, those are my primary avenues of being supported. We do have a Venmo, but that's only been used for personal stuff at this point. Um, again, thank you for listening to another episode of the Ordinary Podcast. Thank you for being one of the nerdy neighbors, if you consider yourself a nerdy neighbor. Uh, if you're new here, you're welcome to join. Um, and I will uh, see you next week or later on in the day while I stream. Talk to you later. Goodbye.